Well, the Golden Eagle draw, I did touch on. Legato's drawn perfectly, number 18 in the Eagle. Gate six for Michael D, who's been successful on her, of course, in the Australian Guineas earlier this year. She's third up from a break. She's by Prazia, so the same sire as Prowess, who won the Waterford Crystal, same age, last weekend. And, of course, these two have met previously, and I think that was the last time that Legato has been in this direction, going the Sydney way of direction. Let's get the latest. Ken Kelso, how are you, Ken? Morning, Steve. Yeah, and that was the last time in this direction, and she didn't have any luck that particular day behind Prowess. Um, yeah, that was a crack of millions. She didn't have any luck at all. She drew one, got back on the inside, and then uh, got badly checked about the 400, so, and then picked herself up and ran fourth, so... And she'd run right-handed the previous start in the eight carats, so she's been right-handed a couple of times. Both the runs certainly pleased you. Third in a Group 1, Tarzino, 1,400, then a lovely transition, even though it wasn't the plan, was it, to go to the Matamata Cup and win there second up? Yeah, our plan was to go to Arrowfield and Hastings. Obviously, they come up and they took the uh, option of scratching there. It became a, became a terrible track on the day, and um, we Please, we took that option of not going there. It sort of upset quite a few horses that track that day, and um, we stayed at home in our box, and we're lucky enough to go to the Matamata Cup the following week, uh, home track. Um, didn't strike a particularly great track that day. I think it was probably about a seven, but she uh, won well and was very soft on her, so, and she was home in a paddock within, uh, within half an hour. So... Um, no, it was a, a very good option to scratch and go to Matamata. It was a lovely ride last start. Ryan uh, didn't test her in the straight. It was a very soft victory over Aquacade, who had a lot less weight. And Aquacade's no slouch. He's got a terrific record in her own right. She's won six from 14. Yeah, no, true. Yeah, it, um, very promising horse. And as you say, we carried 58 and a half. And uh, then on the off track as well. Uh, since then, she's had an exhibition gallop at Rotorua last Thursday worked very well and worked very well yesterday morning too before she hopped on the plane in the, in the evening. Did she work solo at Rotorua? Uh, no, she went with us. She had company at Rotorua and then the same horse again yesterday, made a matter on the on course proper. Do you ever clock her or there's some sectional data from those gallops at all? Um, yesterday morning, I think uh, it was quite a heavy track. We had a hell of a lot of rain overnight. It was a terrible morning. She ran one, uh, one six, uh, 38. So it was good work in the ground. It was quite sort of, uh, we got on there early. So, um, no, it was very good work. Ken, when did you make the decision to tackle this particular race? Of course, there was lots, lots of options in Melbourne as well. Um, even the Cox Plate, I think she was nominated, obviously. When did you make the decision to run in this, e this eagle here for four-year-olds at 1,500? Well, as you say, we had options, but, you know, it was hard to turn down a $10 million race for four-year-olds. only going to be four once. Uh, we'd love to have been in Flemington. Obviously, she loves Flemington, but uh, just the way it worked out, no, we thought the Cox Plate was too uh, too soon this year. as always next year. So uh, we sort of thought, well, we'll throw the roll the dice and go the four-year-old race. You know, you don't get many $10 million races for four-year-olds. So that's hence why we're here. And hence why you've just spaced her runs, believing that, you know, she just to keep the sharpness on her uh, over a month going into this race or several weeks. 
Yeah, well, that was the same sort of scenario. I was going into the Australian Guineas. I think it was five weeks going into the Australian Guineas from when she won uh, running in the, the Cracker Million and was unlucky. So, uh, and she wants to be a little bit on the sharp side to go 1,500 Rose Hill. But, you know, she's had to trip over here. She's um, exhibition gallop, a couple of really good hit-outs, and then the trip over here. So she's she's going to be ready, all right. And the horse she nailed late in the Australian Guineas has won a Group 1 since then, Attrition. Yeah, the form stacks up all right. As I say, Attrition won the Turek, and then Pro S come out and won Saturday. So, uh, no, we're very happy going to the race. She had a good trip over. It was nine hours from stable to stable, which is... You know, not much difference from coming from, you know, Melbourne to Sydney, probably by truck and uh, plane. They don't move around like they do on a truck. So uh, she's and she's pretty experienced now. She flew to Christchurch and flew over to Melbourne, so she's been on the plane a couple of times and she handles it very well. One thing that was noticeable last start, she jumped really well and could have been a lot handier in running had she have drawn better at Matter Matter. Yeah, true. Yeah, I think that's right. He sort of, she drew wide, uh, she jumped really well and then uh, he had no option but to sort of, to get a tuck or he was going to get posted. So he had to just go back a couple of couple of spots and uh, then she got back probably a bit further than what you'd like to think she might be Saturday. Where do you think she'll be here from a perfect gate? I don't think you would have picked a better gate, would you, if, if you had picked it yourself? <laughs> No, it's probably about right, you know, what you, what you like to be, it's sort of in that area. But uh, no, leave that form up to Michael. Um, I haven't studied the field as yet. He knows he'll go through it. And um, yeah, I wouldn't like to have a big field, as you know, so you don't want to be too far off them. Ken, what will you do after this with Legato? She'll go home straight, go straight home on Sunday, and uh, she'll go in the paddock for a little while and instead of with this uh, four-year-old million-dollar race at Caracas, the new one this year. Ellerslie, will we be back there definitely soon? Well, hopefully. It looks good at this stage. Uh, it's come up uh, photos I've seen. They had it on on TV a couple of times. It looks uh, really good. So um, we've had great growing weather. Um, so uh, hopefully, fingers crossed, everything's good. So we're, we're back at Karaka. How are yourself and Bev back feeling? At Dallas, please, right? Yeah, yourself and Bev. How are you feeling? You know, you got the, one of the major fancies for a ten million dollar race. Do you get nervous and things like that? Any superstitions? Oh, I don't think you. I mean, you wouldn't be human if you weren't nervous. Um, no, what it will be. I mean, you can't control things. Um, you can only make sure your horse goes out there in good condition and uh, at its peak and hope for luck in the running. And uh, as I always say, they don't race in lanes, so sometimes you can have bad luck and, and uh, things like that. But um, no, all you can do is put them out there in the best condition. It's up to the rider and the luck on the day, really. Spoken all the positives, were there, is there anything that you see as a negative in this race on the weekend? Oh, size of the field, probably. Huge field, you know. Um, you know, uh, like in the running, plays an important part when you get that many horses in the field. Good luck. She hasn't run poorly yet for you. No, she hasn't. 
she's always tries hard, so hopefully she continues to do that Saturday. Yeah. Amelia Stewart, interesting. I, I just don't know what to do. We know what happened last start. She's off her feed, and apparently she was a handful before the race. I take all that on board, but I... I'm going to talk to Simon Miller, but I just find her a bit tricky. They've decided not to go with the blinkers here. They were thinking about it, but they decided not to run with blinkers now. So, interesting. Well, okay. Yeah, no, very interesting. Yeah. No, it should be an interesting race, Steve. And, uh, you know, as I say, luck in the running plays a big part when you get such a big feel. Have you had a bet early at the big odds? Don't bet, mate. Someone involved had a bet, one of the owners or something, give you something if they win. <laughs> you won't, they won't need to, actually. Look at the first prize, buddy, 5.25 million. Uh, we got, Bev and myself, we've got 10% as well as a training fee, so uh, we, we, I think we're well covered. Lovely. Thanks for telling us the story. Thank you. Okay, good to see you. Yeah, Ken Kelso, talking about Legato. What are the leading chances in the race? Uh, you can, she may not win, but I can tell you what, when you watch the replay, um, she'll be running on. She'll be a good run, whether it's second, win, third, fourth, unlucky fifth or whatever. She'll be attacking the line because that's just what she does. She's done it in all the starts, all nine of them, seven wins, one third, um, and, of course, one fourth placing as well. The third was in the Tarzino, which was first up when she got back along the fence, found the line in a solid manner on a soft track. And the other placing, of course, was the well out of the top three was the fourth. As he mentioned, no luck. She got stopped. Um, halfway down the straight there, or three-quarters down the straight with Hein Prow S. That was in that Caraca race last year at uh, 1,600 metres.